0: This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nononsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 78 is brought to us by Bybit's new decentralized trading platform, Apex Pro. That's right, crypto traders, you now have another option. It's so new we don't know a whole lot about it yet on the affiliate side, but I made a blog post, which you can find down below in the description, that gives you a 7-video tutorial on how to use it. And my affiliate link is there as well, and if you click that, you will be eligible for anything that comes down the line with this new platform. You guys know Bybit does a lot of promotional things. As I said last week, I know there are a lot of you out there who are privacy-minded, who just like DeFi in general. And now you have your very own place to trade. So if you want to get in early, now is your time, because remember, membership has its rewards. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and uh, this is going to be a bit of a review in some ways, and in some ways it is not. Uh, Because once again, we are seeing a rally in stocks and in crypto, uh, and we should be conditioned by now to always ask ourselves why. Powell did have a little bit to do with it, uh, but really beyond that, there wasn't much. But... Anytime something like this does happen, not only do the same people on social media who have gotten the last 18 dips wrong I want to come and tell you this is the one, you always see two um, on podcasts, especially. You know, here come the chart guys telling you how the bottom is probably in or how these things that we see here are very bullish. Uh, so let's review this bit really quick. Um, when you have a bear market like this with all of these factors playing a part at the same time, you can put your charts away. Um, Now I've said it before, this is how I do it. Uh, When I need to enter a position, I do use my charts, just because I simply need that piece of discipline there for me. So I'm not trading by feel. That's the best thing about using charts, is if you use them, the discipline is built in. And if you don't do this, you're going to end up like most of these people who just pick random times to enter the market you know you're feeling bullish did you listen to a podcast that sounded bullish well maybe now it's time to buy that's not the way to go uh, we know this by now but what we also do know is that you know charts are not going to help you here you know i go back to a particular discord forum uh, that i'm in to where the same two people always end up bringing this one particular moving average that they really like and if price ever bounces off of it they have to let us know Now, these guys are also maxis who bought in very early. And so a very disturbing amount of their net worth is tied up in a couple of cryptos. So they're pretty much just hoping that this is the bullish move they've been waiting for. But they've been wrong so many times, so many times in a row. And they just keep bringing this thing back. You know, and I guess it does make a lot of sense. You know, out of all the hate comments that I get, 97, 98% of them probably are on technical analysis videos because people fall in love with these things. Um, But sorry guys, if anything technical analysis related fails you 18 times in a row, that's your fault for insisting on bringing it back. Now I do feel like I'm preaching to the choir here, uh, but something you might see more of going forward is people starting to talk about on-chain analysis again on-chain data. I've gotten people in the comments before saying, oh, you don't use on-chain analysis? Uh, now, I've certainly looked into it. You know, I've given it some real due diligence. You know, I'm looking for an edge anywhere I can find it, uh, but it just wasn't enough. And you know, you always see on-chain analysis when it works. And when it works, it works. Uh, but when it doesn't, they don't show it to you. And you mostly see it during bull markets. And they use this analysis to justify why the market is going up. Uh, but it's oddly quiet in bear markets. And that's where we are. And I'm afraid that's where we're going to be for a while. More on that in a moment. But I just don't want anybody to get lured in and hypnotized uh, by so many of the things that we see every single time we get a sucker's rally up. You know, just My advice would be to condition yourselves to recognize these things so you can easily dismiss them like I do. And while we're on this subject, there is one saying that you might have heard, because I hear it all the time when the market drops, and it's another Discord special. You know, Not my Discord forum. My Discord forum gets it, but I see this everywhere, and it's one of my least favorite phrases because it's so nonsensical, and that phrase is, well, there are just no sellers left. Let me tell you something. There are always sellers left, as long as there are holders There are sellers and they just need to be motivated to sell. You know, the people who need to use terms like diamond hands are not the actual diamond hands. As a matter of fact, I would wager to say that they're some of the first people to sell. But hearkening back to a previous episode where I said, what I like to do is put myself in the shoes of the bad guys and just play it their way. You know, what would I do if I was them? And if I was them and I had one objective and that is to make sure I end up with your crypto at a very cheap price, making my piece of the pie a lot bigger than yours. That's really all it comes down to. You know, Bear markets are nothing more than poor people transferring everything they have to rich people. Now, this can be through inflation, but this is often done through trading as well. You know, and poor people typically don't hold crypto and stocks and things like that. Uh, but you know what I mean. Poor people being us. Uh, so again... If I was the bad guy and I needed to find a way to take your stocks and your crypto, how would I do it? You know there, there's really two ways. The first one is obvious. you know, I lower the price. I devalue what you were holding in an attempt to scare you into selling it. And as we've seen, there are always going to be moments where this can happen. No matter how low price already is, you know, Bitcoin bounced around that 20000 mark for a long time. Everybody thought there were, quote, no sellers left. Until the FTX debacle happened, and it turned out there were many sellers left. <laughs> Just as there always are. So as the bad guy, I will be able to do that almost all the time. Uh, but there still are going to be some people who are holding, and the biggest reason for this is, is that especially if you're a little bit older and you've been through these things before, or you know even with crypto, if you just if you've been in this for two three years, you've seen it before. You know, that price always ends up going back up at some point. So if you just hold, you will be fine. Stockholders know that the ones who get rich off stocks are the ones who hold during bear markets, because it always goes higher later. You know, people have been conditioned to know this. Now, do they always follow it? No, but there are some people who do. And I want those people's shares too. I want their crypto too. So how do I get theirs? How do I get stocks and crypto from the people who refuse to let go, no matter how much I lower price? Does anybody know? We've talked about it. It's time. By lowering price, I can knock you out by using long amounts of time to make you think that this rally is actually not coming this time, I can starve you out. Either by making you think that this is really the end, or by making life so shitty for you that you have to sell these things just to live and get by. And I think we're going to see that this time around. I really hope we don't see it. But please be prepared for the chance of it happening. You know, if we know this going in, and we're ready for this going in. Then it can't get us. That's what financial prepping's all about. You know, that's really what this podcast is all about. You know, we're all trying to prosper, but you have to survive first. You know, rule number one, don't run out of money. You know, so bringing this all back around, let's take a look at the bull cases and the bearish cases. Bull cases, uh, all the sellers are gone, apparently. And Powell said something and people got excited for a little bit. And what else? I mean, anything of any real significance? And on the bear side, we still have the six crises yet to play out. Spoke about that in depth more last week. uh, And a couple of them are getting dangerously close. Uh, China does not look like it's opening up. It's actually going the other way with everything. Uh, All of the macro guys are showing their metrics and saying, hey, this is really going to be bad. You know, not one of them has any ray of hope right now. And now let us go ahead and add on another bear case in the crypto market. Due to the fallout from FTX, everybody now wants to know about all the due diligence we should have done beforehand. How solvent are these companies? What are they using for collateral? Are they inflating things with their own token? What are those tokens worth at the end of the day? And so not only are regulators going after these companies, because never let a good crisis go to waste, especially when you hate crypto. If they could deal the death blow to us right now, they would. And they may more on that in a second but the public is also going after these companies now we don't know what's going to come out of all this but there are grumblings of investigations into crypto.com binance and tether which is the one that will take us all down tether is the single most important stable coin there is for exchanging internationally and for trading and i'm not saying it's in trouble but it is gaining more and more scrutiny now than it has in a very long time. And now the crypto.com and the Binance stuff is, like I said, just grumblings for now. But if either one of those gets fully exposed for doing something reckless or not having the money they say they have, you know, that's exactly how this whole thing started with FTX. You know, some people on Twitter are really coming after Binance. And as a BNB token holder, I'm watching this closely. So, you tell me. With all of these bearish macro overhangs, with all of these possible investigations coming down the pipe, who of you out there is bullish? Like, who's buying? You guys know the only reason I've bought anything during this bear market is if my trailing buy gets triggered. Because at any point in time, I could be wrong. At any point in time, I could be unintentionally calling the bottom on this podcast. So I need to make sure I still have bags, uh, just in case it's up, up, and away. Uh, But I do not think it's up, up, and away. I think it's down, down, and then starve us out for years. You know, it's a bold call. It's probably not too accurate. But we all have them. And so there's mine. So just stay alert out there, contrarians. Because a lot of people in the financial world may think we're crazy for not buying at low prices. Simply because they're low. And prices have to go back up. I mean, there's no sellers left after all. But we've been holding cash for the majority of this year. And because of that, we certainly weren't crazy. We were correct.